Hello, Girl Gods Got You listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast today. My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl Gods Got You podcast. And today I'm very excited to welcome a guest on the podcast episode today. I am interviewing Kristen Clark from Girl Defined Ministries. Kristen is married to her best friend, Zach, and is a newly adopted mom of two precious boys from Ukraine. She's a co-founder of Girl Defy Ministries and author of several books, including Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story, and she's passionate about promoting the message of God-defined womanhood through blogging, speaking, mentoring young women, and hosting Bible studies in her living room. In the end, she's just a fun-loving Texas girl who adores all things outdoors and is an unashamed dog lover who snuggles with her little malty poo whenever she can. I really enjoyed the podcast episode today interviewing Kristen. I, for a long time, listened and watched and read a lot of Girl Defined Ministries books and YouTube videos and blog posts, and it's really great to come full circle to interview her on today's podcast. In this episode, we talk a lot about balancing all the responsibilities of running your own online ministry and being a mother and trying to stay present with God and find time to rest even with a busy schedule. And I think regardless of what life stage you're in right now, I think this podcast episode will help you so much. And I especially love how Kristen outlined how she makes time to have quiet time with Jesus. So without further ado, let's welcome Kristen onto the show today. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the Girl God's Got You podcast. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, when you messaged that you were interested in Girl God's Got You and wanting to be part of the uh, interviews on the show, I was super excited and I couldn't believe it was you guys. So definitely very excited to learn more about your ministry, Girl Defined, learn more about you, and really talk about the topic today, which is speaking for God's truth and really where to get inspiration for content for any young women out there that have a passion for online ministries. Um, But Mm. before we dive into all those great questions and hearing your amazing story, I'd love for you to share just a brief background about your life, your faith, and your passions. Yeah, so I am a Texas born and raised girl, lived here my whole life, which is very hot in Texas, <laughs> still trying to get used to the heat, um, but I was raised in a Christian family, so my parents were believers, I was taught about the Lord from a young age, um, but I remember having to really make a choice for myself in my later teen years of deciding, am I going to follow Jesus for myself, or is this just going to be something I piggyback you know, on my parents' faith? Do I actually believe this for myself? And um, it was kind of a come to Jesus moment. And it, it was over the course of several years. And I just remember digging into God's word and really making that choice. Yes, I want to follow Jesus. I trust that his ways are best. I want to pursue him with my life. You know, I am all in with this. And so there was that transition. And then in my early 20s, um, shortly after I got married to my husband, my sister Bethany and I just both felt this passion for ministry. She's a few years younger than me. And we just had this passion mainly for young women because we have three younger sisters. There's five girls in our family. And so she and I just saw, you know, so many of the struggles that younger women were going through, the same struggles we faced. And we thought, man, we just want to be that Titus to older women, encouraging younger women, mentoring younger women kind of model. And so we just decided like, we're going to start mentoring our younger sisters and girls in our community, leading Bible studies. It really started in our community. And then from there, we were like, you know, what if we start a blog? What if we start a ministry? And it was just very organic. You know, we didn't know what we were doing, but by God's grace, over time, we learned a lot. We made a lot of mistakes. 
Um, but we finally, you know, got in a groove and the Lord just really opened so many amazing doors through Girl Defined as we were ministering through our website, mainly blogging at first that turned into a YouTube channel, turned into a podcast, turned into books and conferences. And, you know, just one thing led to another, but to this day, we're still doing it. You know, it's been over eight years and our passion is still the same to help women everywhere. Our audience is a little bit younger and older now. So women in their twenties, even thirties, just helping women understand God's good design for their lives. So yeah, it's a fun ride. And every year we're like, we don't know what God has this next year, but that takes up a lot of my time. And then I'm also a new mom, um, actually of two adopted boys, which has been incredible. So my husband and I have been married for 11 years now. And, you know, we've struggled with infertility, recurrent miscarriage over the years and just didn't know what God had in store for us in the family department. Um, but he just completely changed our lives, changed the course of what, the direction we thought we were going, redirected us to international adoption. And we brought home our two boys last year. So it hasn't even been, um, well, it's been a little bit over a year now. And it's been amazing to see God just, just give me the gift of motherhood, something I've longed for for so long in such a unique and beautiful way. And so now I have a 12 year old and an eight year old, two boys. And it's been really exciting learning how to be a mom and how to be a boy mom, but I'm just so blessed. So many things that I'm grateful for. Well, that's amazing. And I, I love just hearing your story and how everything's transitioned over the last eight years, not only in the ministry life, but your personal life. So that's so great to hear. And we'd love to just learn more about the lessons you've learned throughout all of your eight years of ministry and, and all of that. And we'll definitely dive deeper into that in um, the rest of our episode. But as we go through the intro, uh, you know, one question I like to ask guests is what is your favorite quote at the moment? Um, it could even be, you know, a Bible verse because in some way that's kind of a quote um but what's your favorite quote mm-hmm. or bible verse that has been leading you either throughout this season or through different parts of your life yeah you know the thing that came to mind right away was isaiah 26 3 um it is a bible verse but you know i've been quoting it in my head meditating on it constantly over these past few years and it says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you i mean it's just been such a foundational nugget of truth for me, especially through the infertility, through the the miscarriage, and then throughout our adoption journey, this over the past two years, just that reminder that God is the one who gives peace, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of the ups and downs we're walking through, the twists and turns, God is the one who ultimately gives us peace. And he gives it to us as we set our mind on him, as we look to him, as we trust him in the midst of whatever we're walking through. That's how we can experience peace in the midst of life. And so Isaiah 26.3, it's been my staple and I'm, I'm going to stick with it for a while longer, I think. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that Bible verse. That is such a a great one, especially as we go throughout the many decisions in our lives, as we get older. And, you know, my podcast listeners are a lot of younger females as well. So there's a lot that has happened, but a lot that will happen in the future. So thanks so much Mm -hmm. for sharing that. And I'll definitely um, add that in our uh, Instagram post as it's just a really great reminder. Yes. And then as we finish up the intro for this podcast, I'd like to ask every guest, what's your God's got you moment of the week? This is essentially how you have seen God show up in your life this week. And I like to share this with listeners just as a way that all of us can uplift and encourage one another and pretty much share how God's been showing up. Mm -hmm. I would say for me, it's just in motherhood this past week. I mean, every week, but this past week in particular, you know, there are moments where I just find myself deficient of what's needed to truly be, you know, a great mom to these boys, just loving them, discipling them, being patient, um, all of the things. And just the way that God in those moments where I'm like, I I don't have what it takes. Like, I I don't got it. I'm tired. This is hard. 
and God just showing up and giving me that encouragement, reminding me of his, his faithfulness as a father um, for me as his child. And then really leaning on that strength, that reminder, like God is a faithful, loving God. He's so patient, so steadfast, and just asking God to give me that same heart, that same love, that same patience, that same steadfastness um, in my role as a mom to my boys, because I'm a stay-at-home mom, you know, plus ministry, you know, plus a whole bunch of other church stuff. So it's like all just one big pile and all wonderful, great stuff. But yeah, seeing God show up and just give me the grace and the strength. I'm just in the daily, just the daily stuff. Yes. And it's those, you know, as you know, those daily actions that build up into many great things. And I cannot imagine trying to do a ministry and be a mom of two boys. So I don't know how you do it, but we'll definitely be <laughs> talking about that more in the episode. But thank you so much for sharing your God's Got You moment of the week. And I hope a lot of the listeners are uplifted by that as well. Um, so as we kind of dive into the questions that I have for you, there's so many to think of, of what can I ask, you know, Kristen, there's so many, but I think one of the, the first ones I want to ask as we transition into learning more about Girl Defined and your ministry is so that the listeners can get to know you a little better. What would you say were your top three defining moments in your life? And I'd love for this to be, you know, where you dive a little deeper into the Girl Defined ministry, why you started it, and then other lessons mm-hmm. you've learned throughout that process. Yeah, I would say the first defining moment would be what I kind of described a little bit earlier when I really made that choice to follow God wholeheartedly for myself. And that came, like I said, later teens, kind of into my early 20s. I actually started modeling during that time. I signed a one-year contract to be a model for this company that was local, but based out of California. And it was just during that time that I was really searching and I was trying to find my worth and value in what the world had to say, you know, gives a woman worth and value, what success means, what beauty means, what, where I find my identity. And I remember just searching and thinking, you know, in this role as a model, you know, I am going to be the most confident woman, no more insecurities. I just, you know, all my worth and value, I've got it. And it was throughout that one year of just being in that industry that I felt more empty, more broken, more self-consumed, I'm struggling with comparison, more critical of my body, of my outward appearance. And I just realized that, you know, that's not the answer. The world doesn't have the answer. And that's what really honestly kind of springboarded me into digging into the word and wanting to discover what God had to say about true beauty, about womanhood, about identity, about what really gives a woman worth and value, what success is. And ultimately I found that it comes when we are pouring our lives out to love and serve God and build his kingdom and not build our own. And the more outward focused we are on serving and loving others, the more our hearts are centered on Christ. Um, that's where we find true fulfillment. That's where we find true confidence, true security that we need no more worth beyond what Christ gives us. Cause he gives us 100% of our worth in him. And so as I really learned and walked in those truths, um, that's what, that's when I finally found so much freedom in that area of my life. And that's what really, that was a turning point for me. So that was the first one. Um, the second one I would say is when I married my husband, Zach. So that was a few years later. That was a huge pivotal point. I mean, marriage is a massive commitment, lifelong commitment. And so stepping into that and just experiencing, I don't know, God's permanent and covenant love for us as his people, as his church, for me as his daughter, experiencing that commitment in entering marriage and making this covenant promise with my husband and then walking that out day by day, like the hard days, the good days, realizing love is so much more than a feeling. It's not, oh, I like you. So I'm going to love you. It's like, no, I'm committed to loving you. It's a daily choice. It's that agape self-sacrificing love that God shows for his people. And so experiencing that in marriage and really um, growing in understanding that sort of agape love really grew me in my faith and my relationship with the Lord as well, as I started to experience that fuller picture and really 
walk that out. And so that was another huge place for me, another huge area of growth. And then um, the third thing is when I would say when we launched Girl Defined Ministries. So deciding to launch a ministry, um, just being faithful in ministry, serving the Lord through the ups and downs, you know, through the pushback, people who weren't, didn't like what we were saying. And we're pretty vocal about that. And just really surrendering our plans in ministry and saying, God, help us to be faithful, help us to do this for your glory, regardless of the outcome and to not base it on the numbers, not base it on what the world would say is a successful ministry or successful book sales or conference attendance, whatever, you know, the world would say the numbers, the world would look at just looking at the Lord and saying, God, help us to be faithful in this work you've set before us. And, you know, that obviously is still the heart that, and the prayer that I have to this day, but those are probably the top three seasons of my life that come to mind. Yes, those were great. And I mean, I, right now, um, the, the marriage one is resonating a lot with me since, since I'm engaged. So stepping into that, something that very much is, is personal. I can resonate so much with that and how much you learn and, and even to, you know, dive deeper about your, your ministry with, with Girl Divine. I know that you shared in your kind of first main moment, how God gives us a hundred percent of our worth in him. And I find that when I, you know, read your books and when I read your blog posts and YouTube videos, that is one of the main themes I see in all your content of really defining yourself in God. And so I'd love to hear more about um, kind of the mission and the vision of Girl Defined. And for anyone out there that wants to learn more about Girl Defined, where they could go to learn more about that element of finding self-worth in God by learning about that ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, everything is on girldefined.com. So our website is like our HUD headquarters. It's our hub. You can go there to get every resource. We have a lot of digital resources. We have free resources, hundreds of articles and videos and podcasts um, for free. So that's a great place to go. You can just search our website and find almost anything that you're looking for pretty much. So yeah, our passion in starting it is it's this idea that the world, it is so appealing, right? Like places that we can find our identity, our worth, our value. I, you know, my story about the the season of modeling and just my search for that. Everyone has their own story um, of things that they were searching for, trying to find worth, trying to find value, trying to build some sort of identity outside of who God says we are outside um, of what the Bible says is true success. What gives us true worth and value in Christ. And so as we struggled ourselves, my sister and I, and then saw the struggles of girls and women around us, we were like, man, The truth is the only one who can define us is the one who designed us, right? Like our designer, he's our definer. And so if we look to his word to define every aspect of our lives from our identity, our relationships, success, you know, worth and value, you name it, God has something to say about it. And if we look in his word and say, God, what is your truth? What do you say? You guide me, you lead me, you become my definition um, and then give me the grace and strength to follow that's when we're going to find this, this fulfillment that we're looking for, this purpose that we're looking for. It's going to be found in God's truth, in his word. And so as we were slowly, but surely learning these truths and walking them out in our own lives, I know for my sister and I, we both were experiencing just levels of freedom, levels of contentment, of peace in the Lord, levels of just thriving that we had never experienced before. And so we wanted to share that with other women. We wanted to say, Hey, God has an amazing, good plan for you as a woman. Um, let's talk about it. Let's unpack the specifics of what that looks like in all of these different areas of life. God's word is relevant. It's not out- outdated. It is timeless. Um, so let's dig in together. And that's really the passion and the heartbeat behind why we started. And then God just, like I said, kept opening doors and a publisher contacted us and out of the blue, and we had got our first book published, which we were not 
like God just completely did that. And so it's just been so cool to see the different avenues, I guess, the different media outlets, the different platforms, the different resources God has just equipped us to create. And, you know, we're still very much on this journey, still growing and learning, but it's been so exciting to link arms with the sisterhood of, of Christian women from around the world. And just to say like, Hey, let's pursue the Lord together. Oh, that's, that's so amazing. And I love just, I mean, I've seen the quote many times in all of your um, content, but only the one who could define us or the one who defines us is the one who designed us. And that's just such mm-hmm. a great logical statement, but it also touches that emotional side. And I think that that's just such a great one-liner to really describe, you know, what girl defined is being defined by God. And I think that your content is so uplifting and it has so many different uh, nuances to it. The the topics are either serious or more lighthearted. Um, they're either, you know, fun or more just diving into the word. So I think you have a great variety of content on your um, girldefined.com website. So it's, it's wonderful. And, and going off um, when you were discussing how you and your sister started, you know, living out these truths and you were thriving and having so much peace if someone were to ask you, you know, Kristen, I'd love to feel like I'm a girl defined by God. What are some truths that I should believe in about myself? And do you have, you know, a list of, you know, Bible verses or different truths that you like to affirm to yourself or to others when they ask the basic ones, if they're starting their faith journey or coming back to finding self-worth in God? Yeah. You know, the, the biggest one that I would say, and it's one that sounds, it's going to sound cliche, like, oh yeah, but it's really true is that we are women of the word first and foremost, because it can be very easy to be a woman, to be a girl. Um, You know, I'm a Christian. I go to church. You know, I do these Christian things, but it's very easy to do a lot of Christian things and even listen to Christian podcasts, but to not be rooted in the word, right. To be um, to neglect the word, because it can be hard sometimes to sit down, make time for the word, read it, study it, apply it. But if we are a generation of women who are, Christian in our, you know, by name, but we're not women of the word, then we are not going to be guided by the true light. We're not going to be guided um, by the only source of truth that should inform everything else in our lives. And so I would say that's the number one thing to be a girl defined by God is to be a woman of the word. And that can seem intimidating. Like, I don't know where to start or it's hard to get in a groove. Right. And so I just always encourage women. I'm like, if you don't know where to start, I know the Bible can be big, intimidating. Start with the book of Proverbs. There are 31 Proverbs and there are typically 30 or 31 days in a month. Just read the Proverbs of the day. If it's the 23rd, read Proverbs 23 and sit down. And just as you're reading, look for something that you can apply to your life. Like, okay, Lord, I just learned this truth from Proverbs. How can I walk this out? You know, give me the strength to walk this out or use it as a time of confession. Like, Lord, I confess I have not been walking this out. You know, I need, I want to follow you. I want to obey you in this, you know, help me to do that. Um, that's just a great, easy, simple place to start. So there's always a place to start. Proverbs is great. John is another great book. I love to just go to and read regularly. Um, but being a woman of the word, I would say is the first thing, because as we study the word, it will inform us of, um, like, okay, beauty, or what does God value? You know, we'll, we'll find lists in Proverbs 31, a beautiful, um, metaphor, a list of, wow, what a godly woman, a godly wife looks like, or, you know, what does God value? Okay. Titus two, I see these, this call of older women mentoring younger women. What are those specific things God is saying older women should teach younger women? Clearly there's a list of things. So those must be important. Let me dig into those. Let me try to understand why God is saying that, you know, or I'm struggling with confusion about sexuality. The Bible has so much to say about that, starting in Genesis with God designing male and female, and then so many scripture passages giving us instruction on that. 
um, to help us in that confusion or in our understanding, in our struggles. And so being a woman of the word is the most foundational. And then I think from there, you can start branching out into more specific topics. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I mean, when I look at my own personal faith journey and that of my close friends, when, when the reading the word and investing in it is, you know, takes first priority, life is just so much better and faith is so much stronger. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that and encouraging us of that, because, you know, like you said, there's a lot of different elements of the Christian faith that um, may sometimes seem more fun than just sitting down and, and reading the Bible, but the Bible is the foundation, those truths, yeah. a strong foundation for, for everything else. And for, for girls out there that maybe feel as though their faith is um, a little dry right now, or maybe they haven't developed, um, you know, a, a systematic way to, you know, read the Bible. Bible every day or often, what would you say is a simple way? Um, or I guess when you were talking about reading, um, you know, a chapter of Proverbs every day and thinking about, you know, what's one way I could apply it to my life. Would you say doing mm-hmm. a simple routine of having a journal, you know, reading for five, 10 minutes and journaling it? Or what would, what would you say if there is a different method that works to develop that habit? Yes. So this is a method. I don't even know where I learned it, but I still do it to this day. And it's basically, you can pick any book of the Bible. So if you don't want to do Proverbs, you pick any book, pick Genesis, pick Matthew, you know, pick a new Testament book, old Testament book. It doesn't matter. Pick a book, start at the beginning. And then this simple method, I have my journal and I write down, um, all in like in a line from top to bottom, I write down the letters I P C P and what it stands for each letter. The first letter I stands for instruction. And then the P I P the, the P stands for praise. And then the C stands for confession. And then the last P in the IPCP stands for prayer. And so I take those letters and I, I open my Bible. I start reading, you know, whatever book I'm in. I just pick up right where I left off from the day before. And I write down on my journal, IPCP. And then I, I read the section that, you know, the passage, the chapter, whatever I'm reading. And then I just start with the I and I look for instruction, any instruction that is being given, given to the people at the time it was written for, um, how can I apply this to my life today? What instruction is God's word giving in this passage? So I do that and I journal and I look for things, you know, it's like a little treasure hunt. It's really fun and exciting. (laughs) And then I do praise the next, the I, and then the P God, what can I praise you for in this? What am I seeing about your character, about who you are, about how you worked at this time? Um, any attributes that I can see in this passage, you know, anything that comes to mind as I'm reading it that I can praise God for, I journal that as well. So I've got instruction, I've got praise, and then confession, the C. Based on what I'm reading, um, what do I need to confess? How am I not being faithful in any of these areas that I've been instructed in? How am I not obeying God's word? How am I not um, living as I should, as God is calling me to? So there's a time of confession, of coming before the Lord and asking for his help, confessing any sin. And that's so important for us as believers. Um, you know, we are, we need to be confessing regularly because we sin, we struggle, and we need to have that time of repentance and confession before the Lord that brings freedom that brings growth. And so I take that time for confession. And then the last thing is prayer, just going before the Lord with those items that IPC, you know, and praying those things to God. And then I'll use that time also to pray for anything else in my life, my children, my husband, things in my church, my community, the world, you know, whatever. If I told a friend, Hey, I'll pray for you. Um, that's the time that I'll do that. And so that simple method, IPCP instruction, praise, confession, prayer. It has worked for me for years. And it's just such a simple tool to really dig into any chapter, any passage in the entire Bible. Oh my gosh. What an amazing tool. I have never heard of that, but I want to do that in my really? tomorrow. That's great. And that's, you know, just such a, 
simple, easy way to, to touch, you know, pretty much all those little topics that you want to have with God. But, you know, sometimes when you start your quiet time, everything's so crazy and so many things in your head, it's hard to really focus on what are the main things. So thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing that. That is so helpful. And I'm sure every girl listening is just saying, oh, that's so simple, but that's so meaningful too. It just, you could connect mm-hmm. with that. So thank you. Um, and, and kind of going off integrating faith into your life, I, I would love to transition this part of the episode and you're talking about, you know, as a, as a woman who's a mom, you're running a, a ministry. Uh, how do you integrate faith into your daily life? And how do you stay present with God and your family, even with, you know, so much going on? I find that that's a, a struggle that a lot of us young women have. You know, we're told to work super, super hard. Uh, we're told to also be super, super selfless, um, to take care of ourselves, to have time with God. There's so many different elements that we need to do. And sometimes it's hard to fit it all in. So, um, mm-hmm. of course, no one's perfect and no one has this all figured out, but do you have any tips for any young women that are just trying to figure out how to do it all, but keep God at the front? Yes. Well, I can relate to that for sure. My days are very full. Um, like I said, with ministry and then stay at home mom. And then I'm also homeschooling our boys, but um, because we adopted them from Ukraine, they could not speak English and are still learning English. So that's always a fun challenge every day. I'm like, okay, you know, translating. And thankfully we're to a place where they can understand most of what I say, but yeah, my days are filled with so many different things. So many, uh, just like so much on the schedule. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. And a lot of your listeners, and it is hard to know, Oh, like, how do I keep God in the midst of this crazy, crazy, busy day? And I think it's good for our days to be filled with fruitful things. Um, but one thing that I like to do is just step back and evaluate my, my week, my day and go, you know, is there anything that I'm doing? That's just not necessary. Like, I'm wasting time or I'm, you know, I'm just spinning my wheels, doing all these things, but maybe there's something I could cut back. Like I want to be intentional to not just fill every minute of every second of every day with something. Um, I think it's really important for us to have margin (laughs) for rest, um, for reflection. So I am really intentional. Like if I've had a crazy day or I know there's a crazy day coming, I'll be really intentional to make sure my evening isn't as crazy. Like we're not having people over and we're not going anywhere. We're just like staying home and having family time. And I know for women who are not married, um, the days can just be filled with so much and friends and work and school. And then it's like the evening, so much stuff. But I think there is value in just having margin. You know, the Bible talks about be still and know that I am God. And if we're never still, if we're always on the go and even like sitting, but we have a phone in our face with, you know, Instagram and every app and every social media and every video, you know, YouTube, whatever. It's like, that's not still either. That's, that's busy brain work, watching entertainment, whatever consuming, um, even though we may be sitting. And so I think there's so such value in that be still and know that I am God. And that be still is like, it's not just physical, it's emotionally still mentally still spiritually like in tune. And so having that time in the word, I strive to have it first thing in the morning. Cause I know if I don't have time in the word and prayer, first thing, it's going to be hard to like get it in throughout the rest of the day. And so for me, that's just such an anchor and I don't do it perfectly. Um, you know, it's not a legalistic, like, okay, check the box and you're a good Christian. It's man, I need this. I need the word. I need this food. I need this nourishment. I need this connection with God. I need to be reminded of that he is God and I am not, and I need him. And so taking that time in the morning is just such a fuel for me. And, and I try to make that a priority every day. But then, like I said, throughout my day, trying to have little pockets of margin, um, a little pocket of margin for me is actually when I'm driving around in my car, even with my boys, I will just turn on praise music. I will turn on some of my favorite worship songs and we'll just jam out 
and it's fun, but it's so like encouraging to my heart because you're hearing these lyrics, you're singing this worship, these praise and worship songs to the Lord. And the lyrics are refreshing my heart and renewing my mind in truth. And it's just like little pockets of time that I'll take advantage of. And then other things that have been helpful throughout my day is if I'm doing things where I can multitask. And I know a lot of us have, you know, tasks for cleaning our room or doing dishes. We're running an errand, we're exercising. And I will just pop in a podcast that is something encouraging, you know, whether it's like, you know, girls could listen to this, your show or the girl Defined show, our podcast or any Christian podcast where they're being encouraged, uplifted in the Lord. I love that. And I love to consume really solid biblically based podcasts and those moments where I'm multitasking and I have that truth going in my ear. It's just like, oh yeah, yes. Oh God, you're so good. Yes. I needed that, you know, and it's like happening in the midst of doing other things. And so I just think a little bit of intentionality, starting with that time in the morning and then looking for that, those little pockets of margin throughout the day where we can insert truth and just be refreshed. I know that's been really helpful and really encouraging for me. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that because it's just something that's so practical. And I think sometimes we put time with Jesus on a pedestal or, you know, prayer time on a pedestal, but, you know, just like you said, integrating him into the day, not because you're, you know, making room for him, but because you want him to be part of all aspects of your day, whether it's in the drive or in the workout, or, you know, in that quiet solitude time or in the margin time, that's just, that's awesome to share. And those are very practical. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I have mm-hmm. to ask, what's your favorite worship song at the moment right now? Oh my goodness. I love <laughs> if you could pick one. <laughs> Oh, okay. I have to say, this is so funny actually, because I love Phil Wickham's worship songs, but early on in my marriage, cause you know, he's been around for forever. I remember going to concerts when like my husband and I were barely like newlyweds and I did not really love like his voice or his music and my husband loved it. And so he he was always playing it. And I was like, uh, like, that's not my favorite. You know, can we listen to something else? I don't know why, but now he's literally become one of my favorites. And so I would say, um, I don't know if you've heard of his song battle belongs by Phil Wickham. I'm yes. um, talking about the battle belongs to the Lord that it's one of his, you know, newer songs in the last few years, I guess, but it's just so good. And it just reminds me of my need to fight these battles, spiritual battles, physical, like whatever battles we're facing in our life, the, the trials, the struggles to fight them first in prayer, like to take them to the Lord in prayer and to trust him. And that song is just such a great reminder of that. So I have that one playing probably every day. I don't know, at least a few times a week, pretty regularly right now. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yes, I love that song. And just for the fun of it, I'll I'll link that song in the show notes so people could hear Kristen's current favorite song. (laughs) Yay! Yes, awesome. And I would love to now dive into um, how you and and Bethany have inspiration to create content after doing it for so long. Um, Many young women who are Christians have a passion for either starting a business or a ministry with God at the center. And I think one, one thing that a lot of us run into for those that do do that is how to have, you know, that inspiration and where to get new ideas. And, you know, do you guys read certain books or do you um, go to different conferences? Like what's your, your best way to have inspiration for content and then being able to fit it in at least the work and the ministry in with your personal life. Mm-hmm. So we get our inspiration, I would say from several different places. The first place is just in our own walk with the Lord, our own growth, our own struggles, what we're wrestling with. Um, our, our most recent book we released is called Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. And that book was 100% inspired by our own journeys over the past decade of really having to trust God and surrender 
um, our life story to him and to say, God, you know, best things aren't turning out the way we expected. You know, my sister, Bethany got married at 30. She thought she was going to get married a decade before that. I was struggling with infertility and recurrent miscarriage and longing to be a mom and just going, Lord, what is, what is this? You're not answering my prayers. You know, please, I'm, I'm crying out to you for these good gifts and you're not giving them. So trusting God with his plan, you know, that is where that entire book came from. And as we talk to women who are also struggling to trust God with the twists and turns in their life and really live surrendered, but thrive, you know, how do we deal with our emotions? You know, is God good when we don't feel like he is? How do we, how are we led by his truth? All of that stuff. Those are all things that my sister and I were both wrestling with both growing in ourselves. And so that's where that book came from. Mm-hmm. Um, other places that we get inspiration are, yeah, like if we're listening to podcasts or we're learning from other Bible teachers, godly women that we look up to, um, even in our own mentoring relationships, like we're big on having a mentor that Titus to a model, but getting mentored ourselves. And so my sister and I both have mentors, local godly women that we meet with and they pour into us. And so we'll get inspiration through what they're teaching us um, as we're learning and growing in our lives. And then um, yeah, other Bible teachers, podcasts, we listen to books, we read. And then also this is, this might not seem like it would be where we get inspired from, but it is just the, the message is coming from the world, right? So what we're hearing from the world, we're like, oh, that's a really hot topic right now, or that's a really big issue um, currently. And a lot of people are talking about it and it's relating to womanhood, but it's the world's version, you know, of what the world says is right and true. And we're like, okay, well, let's unpack what God says. You know, what does God say? It's a, it's a contrary opinion than what the world says, but let's unpack it. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation about this. So, you know, inspiration comes from all over the place. We're always keeping our ears and eyes open um, to hear stuff. But, you know, after eight years, I sometimes wonder that too. Like, how are we still coming out with podcasts every week? <laughs> Videos, like, how do we still have stuff to talk about? But, you know, there's always a different angle. There's always new growth. There's always new topics. Like, there just is. It's the Bible is just, there's always, there's always stuff. So, yeah, we, we love to just, yeah, we love all the topics and all the, all the content, but we make time for it by planning really specific pockets of time that we meet. So, you know, my sister has a little boy, I've got two boys. Um, our time is not our own anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be really intentional to plan. Like today, my sister came over to my house. We recorded multiple sessions for a conference happening in Poland that were like virtual speakers at. And so we carved out a time, you know, my mom was watching my boys and her little boy, she had lined up some care for him. And it's like, we had two hours and we just had to crush it. You know, <laughs> So we're like, this is our window. We have to make it happen. So we plan and we plan little pockets of time, little like hour here, two hours there, um, where we meet up to record stuff, to record videos. Um, Cause we really want to be present for our families. You know, we don't just want to put our families, our kids on the back burner and, you know, so we can go out there to pursue ministry, but we really view our families, our husbands, our homes as um, a key part of our ministry, a key part of our calling. And so we want to be faithful there, but we also feel God calling us to minister through Girl Defined and the opportunities he's given us there. So we just have to be really intentional, really practical with our time, plan it out. And then we just pray that God helps it all come together. <laughs> yes. And, and what an inspiration to, you know, any people that, you know, watch your content or read your books to see that you are still striving to be present with your family, but also have a ministry. Like that's a really good inspiration to know, you know, if they could do it, you know, I could do it too. If, if that's what one of the mm-hmm. thinking sets wonderful. So thank you for sharing that. And I would love to ask too, when you and your sister um, plan all of your content and whatnot, of course, there's a lot of research going into all of that, with especially different topics that you speak 
John. So do you have a, a way that you like to prep your content or any specific tips for maxing out your limited time? <laughs> mm-hmm. We divide and conquer. So if we're planning a podcast, one of us will take the lead. So if it's a certain topic, I will take the lead or she'll take the lead. Whoever feels like they they've got the the more inspiration or, you know, I don't know how we divide it up. Someone just knows like, okay, I'll take this one. And then we research, we just start, we Google, we read articles. We, um, you know, even pull stuff from resources that we've written in the past, whether stuff from our books and we compile a Google doc. So we're really big on Google drive. We do everything in Google drive. So we have folders and spreadsheets and all these shared documents. And, you know, so we know, okay, we go to the podcast folder and there's the episode, there's um, kind of an outline with some key things we want to hit on, maybe some quotes, maybe some articles that we want to mention or a video that we saw, like, you know, we'll write it in there. And so, yeah, it's definitely a team effort. And then one of us will spearhead it. The other will come in and, you know, maybe make some adjustments or just glance through it. Like, yeah, that looks great. Or, Hey, let's add this, or maybe let's not touch on that. Um, so it's very much collaborative, but one of us usually is the, takes the lead on different pieces of content. For example, we just released a personal retreat journal. So a journal that is an all-in-one retreat and you just take your journal, your Bible, go away carve out some time and you can have an entire retreat with you and the Lord with this journal guiding you throughout these five different sessions within the journal. And so that became my project. I was spearheading it. I was the one researching. I wrote the entire journal, all the content. And then Bethany came in at the end and did editing. And then we had other team members look through it and edit. And, you know, it kind of works like that. It's like someone spearheads it and then everyone kind of plays their role until we come out with whatever product, piece of content, a podcast or resource. Um, But yeah, it's definitely very collaborative and we're growing a lot. We are, we probably still have a lot to, a lot of ways we could grow in this <laughs> producing content. Um, but I think we have a pretty good system down by this point. Yes, definitely. I, I would agree. And I love the collaboration projects and, and it's great because with all the different gifts, God blesses each person, they get to bring each of their gifts into this amazing ministry. So that's great to hear. Thank you for sharing. Um, and yes. I'd love to ask for any uh, listeners out there who want to start an online ministry, what is your biggest piece of advice for them? I know there's obviously so many biggest pieces, but what's what would you say is the first thing they should focus on or the type of mindset they should have? Like if you could share mm-hmm. one piece of advice, what would that be? Yes. The first thing I would say is make sure you're ministering um, to the people right in front of you first. So this was advice someone gave us when we were asking the same question, you know, we want to start an online ministry. How do we do it? And some godly women who were in ministry said, Hey, make sure you're ministering in your local church, your local community first, because it can be exciting and thrilling to have a ministry online and reach all these people. But we can sometimes neglect the local body, right? The body of believers God has placed us in um, to actually do ministry there first. And so they just encourage us, you know, start a Bible study in your living room, start mentoring a younger woman, just take those steps of ministering locally. And then, and then if you still feel like God is calling you to minister, uh, virtually digitally, whatever, you know, some ministry online, whatever that looks like, then take those steps after you've been intentional to pour in locally. And, and that was such great advice. We needed that advice. That was huge for us. And even to this day, we still prioritize ministering locally in our local churches, mentoring young women on the side. That's still very important to us. So that would be my first piece of advice. And then the second, practically, if you're like, yes, I'm doing that. I'm excited to start an online ministry. I would say, I mean, this could be like an hour long conversation, but in a (laughs) nutshell, you need to figure out your niche. Like who are you ministering to? Who, what kind of people are these? Is it young women, 20 somethings, 30 somethings? Like who are your people and what is your message? What is your heart? Like try to narrow it down to the very specific group of people and the very specific message that you feel God is calling you to encourage that group of people with. 
And then you have to decide the platform, right? So is this going to be a podcast sort of ministry encouragement? Is this going to be YouTube videos? Is this going to be blog posts? Is this, you know, what is it going to be? So you decide that piece of it. What is the platform? So you have the people, you have your, you know, your vision, your niche topics, your, where you're going to aim this, uh, your message, and then you have your platform. So figuring that out, maybe it's just on Instagram. I know a lot of young women who are like, I want to be really intentional with my social media. And so they don't have a website. They don't have a podcast. They're just really intentional with their Instagram account, creating cute graphics, daily encouragement, weekly, you know, maybe little shorter videos on Instagram. So that can even be a great place to start and just start ministering. So yeah, those would be, that would probably be in a nutshell, the advice that I would give. Awesome. Thank you so much. I think that's going to help a lot of listeners out there who are interested in this path. Um, But, you know, before we wrap up the episode today, I'd love to ask, what is one way that you know that God's got you no matter what? Mm. Well, I take so much comfort in the fact that he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that God's got me because he never changes. I change, my circumstances change, my life seasons change. Um, There's so much change that happens in my life on a year-to-year basis, but the consistency of our God, that he never changes. He is constant. He is faithful. Um, that is such an anchor for me. And I know God's got me and I just, uh, I praise him for his faithfulness. Great. Well, thank you so much. God's got me because he never changes. That's definitely a yes and amen statement. (laughs) That's amazing. Mm Well, thank you so much, Christian, for all of your time. Thank you for your talents. Thank you for all that you do um, for the young women community. And it's been an honor to have you on the show and interview you. So thank you so, so much. Aw, thank you for having me. It was such an honor and a pleasure to chat with you. And I'm just so proud of you and all the work you're doing. So keep going. (laughs) Thank you. And um, honestly, I would love for any of the listeners just to look up you and Bethany and your ministry. So if they want to find you, of course, I will link the girldefined.com website in the show notes below. But are there any other resources you would encourage the listeners to check out today? Yes. Come hang out with us on Instagram at girl defined. If you're on social media, if you like YouTube videos, check out our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash girl defined. We have our podcast as well, the girl defined show, and then just any of our resources on our website. So we have a shop with a lot of fun merch and shirts and jewelry and just fun, inspirational girl stuff. But we also have our books. So whether you're, you're like, I really want to grow in my understanding of God's design for love and romance and dating. We have a book for that or sexuality, my sexual struggles, less like understanding God's design for my identity in this area. We have a book on that, you know, or, um, shine bright is our devotional 60 days to becoming a girl defined by God. We have a book called girl defined our very first one, all about God's radical design for beauty, femininity, and identity. And then just so many other digital resources. So again, you know, grab one of those resources or just search through our dozens and hundreds and hundreds of free articles, um, just free content that we have on our website. And we hope whatever you come across can be a huge encouragement to you. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Kristen. And I'm even more inspired to continue checking out all the new things you guys keep releasing. So thank you for sharing that. And, you know, once again, thanks for coming on the show. And I hope all the listeners listening have a great rest of their day and enjoy this episode.